Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung. And today we're going to be talking about the kid with the golden arm, which uh, she will give the uh, the synopsis of. Hello, everybody. Kid with the Golden Arm is a movie about a security firm that is asked to escort government funds to a famine area, and there is a gang of four members trying to steal it. And it's really interesting because there's one agent that no one knows who exactly who he is, but they meet the four villains in various predicaments and they eventually get the gold there but it's a rough go and i yeah i would say it's 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 um well first off what what are your feelings on this movie before i uh before i say anything what where do you place this i like this movie it's not one of my top five but I really like this movie. I like it. Um, seeing Lo Mang as a villain as opposed to the usual hero he plays. I like that. That switch up. Yeah, I the last time I saw this was about three years ago. And I remember really liking it the last time I saw it. Um, but I, I guess I kind of maybe had a similar... Like, it's not like my favorite favorite in the world, but it's a, it's a good movie. But this time around, I found that I it went way higher on my list. Um, and I don't know what... I don't know why that was. I think because I, I maybe noticed more about it than I had in the previous viewings. So one of the things I really liked about it was there are a lot of characters, but they're really easy to follow. It's not like, like, like a lot of these movies, there will be, there'll be a huge number of characters. Um, and sometimes they get, they're easy to confuse with each other because they're all wearing similar clothing or whatever. But in this one, everybody has kind of a distinct outfit. And, exactly. and, and they have a distinct personality. And so I just, I just, uh, I really enjoyed that about the movie. And I also really liked the, this is a movie where you feel like you're really sort of just plunged into the martial world and you just get to see like all the crazy characters that inhabit it. And I don't know that I, I felt like my, uh, I always thought it was a good movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more when I rewatched it for this, uh, for this podcast. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, but I, what, uh, uh, what did you think about the fight choreography in the movie? I thought it was really good. Each fight was very distinct, um, and had the best, I think, of each person in it. I liked, um, the way that short acts and long acts were always competing with each other and, the one thing that I didn't like was um, Cheng Sheng didn't do a lot of his usual flipping in the movie as mm-hmm. he usually does. But um, and that might have been because of his weapon, I suppose, because he, exactly. he had that really long axe. So <laughs> no, he was short axe. So oh, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Oh, he was short axe. Okay, he was short axe. So he had the two short axes, and he could have, but there just really wasn't a lot of opportunity for him to do it. Okay. Yeah, because I yeah okay, and I do remember he did have a lot of spinning moves at least. He right. Had the um, you know those those looked pretty cool. I thought when he was doing the spinning moves with the. Two I axes. think so too. Yeah, and um, uh, I guess there wasn't a whole lot of light lightness kung fu in general in this movie. There were a no, few moments. No, this one was very very rare that it didn't have a lot of light skill in it. 
Well, d- well, let me ask you this. Do you consider this more of a kung fu movie or more of a wuxia movie? I don't know. I guess I never even thought about it. Because for me, it's sort of, it's sort of really, I, 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 it has a lot of wuxia elements, like in terms of right. like, it feels like a martial world sort of situation. The uh-huh. characters all kind of feel like characters out of a wuxia story, but the, the a lot of the fighting kind of felt a little bit more rooted in the ground, sort of kung fu style. Uh, yeah, there wasn't film. a lot of aerial, so... I mean, there was, I guess there was the palm, there was a sand palm. So there was that kind you knew, you knew that you're in a, in a, uh, you know, there, there's some kind of internal thing going on or at least poison. I don't know. One of the two. Um, right. but yeah, high toe entered the, um, entered into the restaurant and he bumped into the one henchman and the one henchman kind of flew and died you knew he had to be using some kind of inner chi because how else would that have caused another another person to die just by bumping into him when he walked in? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's. Uh, but but it's still uh, the overall. Well, I guess and the and and the whole kid with the golden arm, um, Lo Meng's character. He you know he obviously was pretty impervious. It seemed to uh, a lot of people's attacks. Um, so you know there was sort of that kind. I don't know if it was just his arms, though, or if, if the rest of his body had that going on as well. It but, seemed to be arms and his chest. Okay. And and it was also a little unclear to me because he had things on his arms, whether it was those like whether it was the the wrappings on his forearms and the and the rings on his on his uh, biceps that were sort of pr- protecting him from blades or if it was his actual skin, like the skin on his arm was just really toughened. Um, you know, yeah, from... I think, um, golden arm was a practicer of the iron clothing technique, like in the venoms where they couldn't penetrate him. They had to find the weak spot and the five venoms, his weak spot happened to be his ears and his eyes. And then in this movie, it was also his eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they ended up blinding him. And, yes. and I guess they did that in Marco Polo too, what they call it, the bell cover technique. Yes. Um, it was called kind of many a, thing. And I think his was he only got it up like his belly or like there was like a point in his belly, I think, that was um, right, his right around face. his waist yeah, in Coppolo. But uh but this one also like this is a Cheng Che movie. He does you know, especially in the later ones, he kinda tends to have not that many female heroines in his movies. And yeah. this one has a female heroine, which I thought was you know, I mean again, if you go back to like Golden Swallow and stuff, he's got it, but the but with the venom mobs you don't normally expect to quite see that as much um, yeah well there's a rumor about that oh okay well tell me because i hadn't heard about this rumor so i'm curious to know well the rumor why cheng che didn't put women in the movies with the guy the venom is because the female audience members didn't like to see women in the movies with the venom so if you notice in um shaolin rescuer um Lo Mang gets married, but his wife dies like immediately. <laughs> yeah, because so, they're they're so either with them. They're, yeah, they they they're either um sort of like that, or they're, or they're just not important to the plot. It seems, but in this one, she was like, I mean, she's definitely not as um 
she's not as is as, as strong of a martial hero as as like the Philip Kwok character or um right. or the Chang Sheng character or them, but but she's but she's an important figure. She's um uh she's uh you know she gets a lot of screen time and she has and, and a lot of the plot, you know, uh she's kind of around her. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought that was interesting. And I thought she also I I I um I, she was kind of an interesting counterpoint to uh, who was her 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 lover in the movie. Um, um, Wei Pai, who was uh, Li Ting Ming. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, she, uh, you know, they kind of had opposite opposite personalities. Like he's this this guy who, you know, he's like, well, I'm poisoned, but I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna finish this mission because that's what I do, and I don't want people, you know, I don't want to complain about it. And, right. And she was like, you know, go like, let's go take care of you. Let's fix this. And then, you know, um, and so there was that sort of dynamic throughout the whole movie. Yeah, um, he was the ultimate hero in the movie. The one who um, dies because he's doing what he thinks is right. Not necessarily what is right. But um, yeah, I didn't like um, the heroine too much in the story. I didn't I didn't think the story needed her. Well, I think um, she, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I guess the story kind of needed her, but I think it could have went differently without her. I just thought that because her her martial skills weren't used as much, and pretty much I felt that she was only there to um, invite conflict between Li Ting Ming and Hai To, kind of to pit them against each other in a certain sort of way. Yeah, because she, she, he, uh, he sort of gets jealous of right. of high toe, and so, um, and 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 I think she even it kind of looks to me like she becomes much more interested in high toe exactly. by the end of the movie. So, um, yeah, yeah, she, her character it, it, again. It's uh, um, I mean, usually it, to me, it's just striking because you don't even usually see that many uh, like female characters in his movies uh in the later films so right i thought it was just interesting but but yeah she's not as she's definitely not as um prominent and she and she is mainly used to kind of, like i like 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 you were saying and like i said before like she's like she's kind of like a counterpoint to um right to, exactly. uh, yeah but uh but yeah but but again i think um i i did like sort of the range of characters i really like short acts and long acts something about their um uh you know, they're kind of like the buddies in the movie. And yes, they're my favorite. I I think I think maybe they're the most likable. Do you know what I mean? They're yes, they're definitely. Um, I I found them very likable, very charming, and uh, I found uh, Swordsman Lee was a little bit off putting. Like he almost reminded me of Jimmy Wang Yu, but he didn't quite have the. Um, he was just a little bit more. Uh, colder or something so you you kind of want to keep your distance from him right and 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 uh and haito he you know he, he he's he's you know a, a fun character but he's kind of you know at the very end of the movie he's like well we saved the day so i'm gonna go get drunk and, uh, <laughs> right it's like that was kind of a twist because i thought that the heroine lang and haito would somehow end up together at the end because she was starting to make the googly eyes with him and he said that, you know, he thought that wine wasn't necessarily the best thing that a good woman was. And so, you know, it was kind of sort of setting it up 
or so, maybe those two. So then, yeah, so do you think, um, yeah, because he did say like he thought, he used to think wine was a man's best friend, but now he thinks maybe a good woman is the best thing in the world. So maybe right. was he saying at the end, nope, wine is man's best friend, or is he just playing coy a little bit? And, you know, is are we supposed to assume that they end up together down the road? Um, I don't think that he was being coy. He's like, yeah, now I'm just going to go party and get drunk again. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a more satisfying <laughs> ending. Right now. I, I think it's sort of like, you know, that's like sort of the twist, maybe. But yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I And I, I liked, like, again, we mentioned this in the last time when we talked about Flags of Iron, but this one has that same kind of opening where, where they go over, like, the major villains and they kind oh, of do, like, yeah. the intro music. But I liked how it seamlessly blended with um with the security chiefs ex- he's like talking about the four heads yes, of the game and and it just kind of was a very smooth transition and then i and then and then i and again i just always think that kind of that's like a really good way to open a movie because it gets you like number one it establishes who the characters are so you know them right. when you see them but it also you know you're like you're like oh wow i really want to see this guy with the with the uh what was his name bronze head the guy with the uh the he has like a cap on his head that's brass uh, head brass yeah. head um you know i i you, you uh you want to see how they how they look in action or um you know like iron robe or all these other guys they all have like their 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 technique that they use um who is your favorite villain in the movie i'm gonna say golden arm was my favorite villain usually anybody that lu fung plays is my favorite villain because he is my favorite actor, but I preferred Golden Arm this time. It was just good to see Lo Meng something different, and I play, think he played it really strong, and he was really smart, and you were allowed to see in, into his thoughts through his dialogue. So um, I preferred Golden Arm was my favorite villain. Okay, yeah, he was an interesting character in this one because, like you said, he's, he's, he's you don't you, you don't often get to see him play this you know the, like this big of a, a villain role and and he's um, I don't know he kind of shows up like after a lot of action has happened and sometimes he acts sometimes he doesn't he's sort of he's sort of one of these guys that he doesn't always have to do anything if he doesn't want to right. Um, and I just found him very interesting because he's kind he's kind of the one who's showing up after a bunch of stuff has happened a lot of the time and then assessing it and and deciding what he's going to do next. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, and I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, uh, do we want to spoil the twist in the movie? Do we want to get into that or is that something that we we want to dance around for the for viewers? I think we should dance around that part because that twist was so cool that. I didn't see it coming the first time I watched it. It was just like, wow, my mouth dropped open. It's like, really? Yeah, that was, it was definitely something you, I don't think anybody could have seen that coming. I mean, no. you knew something was going to happen. Like there, there were suggestions of, you know, well, why is this guy not so great with this? Or why is this happening? But, right. but, I, but, but the specifics were, would have been really hard to predict. Right. Um, and- Golden Arm stating that, you know, when he was talking to Silver Spear, that there used to be two of them that were ranked equally, but one of them disappeared. It was just like, okay, so what does that have to do with anything? But then you go down the road and 
it's not until it actually happens that it all becomes clear. Well, n- at least for me, it didn't. Yeah, no, I th- I think I think um, I, I, there there are pieces in the air that they give you, but it just you just can't possibly stitch them together without without. I, I can't think of anything that would have given away the reveal. Um, and and again, I know we're we're dancing around it because we don't want people to to be we don't want to spoil it for people. Uh, so it's like uh, it's a but I think um, but when they do reveal it, it's you know I think it's it was very surprising um, and and also very interesting like challenge cinematically because of the nature of the surprise. Right. Um, so, um, but but yeah, I, I think. Uh, that I also the part of the movie that I really like for some reason is when they stop in that town. I don't know why, but they stop in that town, and I don't even think a whole lot really happens. But there's a bunch of traps in the city, and and they kind of have to deal with the traps. But that's also where like a lot of the tension between the different characters sort of emerges. Um, and then you have the traps in the in the forest that are I thought I thought those were pretty good when um, it was like it was so well planned and thought out who would think that this gang of well by then it was narrowed down to two people would have been able to think that far ahead to plot these 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 traps for them to fall into I mean circumstances would really have to go a certain way and timing was perfect so it was like it showed I thought the the brilliance of Golden Arm to have thought that far in advance. Yeah, definitely. And also the the directing, the way that it's done, like you you look over and the guys are they they've been killed this whole time and you didn't realize it. Right. And it just looked like they were sitting peacefully. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I like this movie is it's it's got a simplicity to it where it's you know, it's just, you know, like you said like in your recap, it's, it's just, you know, like uh, it's night and day between this and like the flag of iron recap because it's just you know take take the uh, take the the goods from point A to point B to you know to because there's a famine and right. and uh, and and movies like that I, they're not only are they easy to follow but the it it allow it allows for a lot of really cool fight scenes which is you know what a lot of this stuff is about so the the you know the 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 fights along the road because i think these are all there's i think pretty much every scene is except a, maybe a handful they're all on sets right even the outdoor scenes yeah um and so you know you get you but you get a lot of really i mean i guess some people kind of can go either way on the shaw brothers sets i personally like the sets even though you can tell that they're sets um right. and so you get a lot of really great outdoor uh sort of uh, you know, on the road setups in this that I really liked. And, uh, and I'm just looking at the, um, uh, some of the, the, the fight scenes, that scene with, um, uh, what is it? Sil- uh, Silver Spear and, huh. and, uh, Long Axe, Short Axe. I think that's my favorite fight scene in the movie. Um, but, uh, simply because I, I don't know something about, I, I always think that long range sort of you know spear like weapons are 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 really gorgeous in these movies they're uh, awesome yeah. i love um lu fung when he uses a spear or a guando they're two very long weapons yeah they're and he's graceful with them 
yeah, there's a grace to them. And, and, and I like some of the tricks that he pulls in this one. Yes. The, the uh, I think I, I, I was a little, I watched the scene a couple of times actually just as, and I still couldn't quite figure it out, but like he's got something going on with the spear where I think he can either shorten it or lengthen it. Yes. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was just a technique or if it was the spear itself. No, it's the uh, spear itself. It has a mechanism where he can push a button and it either goes longer or comes shorter. Yeah, I love stuff like that. When they do that kind of thing, it's like it's like the the you know, it's just like the little trick that they can pull. And he has the little short darts that he was throwing. Yes, too. those two. Um, but but also the music. Like there's a you know, uh, and I think a lot of this is music that's taken from other movies that they just mm. sort of put in. But 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 I think that's even better sometimes because you kind of recognize it. And, and you know how you're supposed to feel. Uh, right. And I liked the selection of music, especially after the, the fight with Silver Spear. I thought it was kind of that nice, wusha, get your blood rolling kind of music. And there was also this sort of weird chromatic guitar going on at different points in the music. That uh, I don't know. To me, I, I, uh, I like that stuff. And the Baroque. There was like this Baroque. I don't know if it was a harpsichord or what, but there was like this Baroque melody they kept playing. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but to me, that music, you know, when we get to the Hero Shed No Tears, I'm sure I'm going to go on about the music. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I always like when the music kind of carries me through from scene to scene. Right. It's very mood setting and it helps you determine how you feel at certain points of the movie. So I, I think it's cool the types of music they used was so varied. Yeah, because a lot of times I think they were pulling uh, soundtracks from westerns and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I know a lot of it too. Some of it was original too, but I think a lot of times it's, um, you know, just they just took some Ennio Morricone and, and drop it in or, um, which again, I kind of like. I, I kind of like that, you know, sometimes you'll be watching one of these movies and you'll be like, oh, I know that song from this. And, and it fits. And so it's like, well, you know, why reinvent the wheel if you already have the music that, Just that fits? And I like how sometimes um, from movie to movie, um, I've been noticing, too, watching the Venoms movies, there's a certain, certain, I'm not sure what instrument it is, but like in Masked Avengers and there's one other movie, they kind of use the same movies at the same dramatic points to really get you going. Yeah, I'll have to I I am trying to remember what they what the music was like in Mass Avengers. The um uh and we, I just did a discussion on it the other day and I still I can't remember the music. But yeah, I think the, to me the music in these movies is pretty key. Um it it plays is in in and and a, a, a lot of times with the Cheng Che movies especially. Um the uh like uh what is it the uh what was the one? The uh, the Brave Archer movies. They kept playing that same triumphant music. I yes. think it's it's the same music that they used in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but it's a totally different. Uh, it has a totally different feel when it's done in a Wuxia movie, you know. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else about this film. There was the there was this the the scene with the sand palm, where uh, where. You still don't quite know if High Toe is a, a good guy or a bad guy. Right. And he, and he traps uh, Swordsman Lee inside the. It's like a furnace or something. I don't know. It's, he's he's yeah. like a smithy or something. Him in there, yeah. And you're like, oh, is he is he a bad guy or is he helping him out? What's going on? And uh, 
I, I that scene I, I really liked um, because it, you just don't know. You're really not sure what, what he's doing exactly. Um, right. I got the, I wasn't sure what he was doing, but when he said that he was going to burn him up and you sell the ashes, because the, it would be valuable. It's like, okay, that's not exactly how a hero would talk. So I'm kind of iffy about him. I'm not sure where he plays in this yet. Yeah, and and you don't really find out until until after that scene, I think, which which way he's gonna go, and he could go either way because he's a you know he's kind of a drunken hero who's mysterious, um, right? So uh, and he doesn't see any 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 and 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 um, uh, what's the uh, uh, the female character uh, heroine Lang was that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's kind of fending her off when she's trying to get in there and help him. Um, but yeah, so, but I don't know. It's a, I think it's a, a a very interesting, very interesting moment in the movie, and the there's also the the scene where he fight where Philip Clock fights um, Iron Robe. He's using a uh, he's using a a flag, kind of like in the Iron yes. Flag movie, um, and I was noticing that I was like, oh, that's kind of pretty similar to the to that to that film. It's like a uh was this made before or after this was made before right before this was made in 79 and, um and flag of iron was made in 80 or released 80. okay so i wonder i almost wonder if uh if they saw that like oh let's make a let's let's do a whole movie with the uh with the well flag. i think cheng che did that a lot like he'll use um some kind of weapon in one movie and then later down the line it'll become very prominent in life gamble there's a scene where um, they're fighting with flags, which is much bigger than the scene in um, in Kid with the Golden Arm, where mm-hmm. he fights with the flag, and then the whole entire movie, A Flag of Iron, is kind of centered around flags. So I think he yeah. takes something that's really little and simple in one movie, and then blows it up in another movie, like... Um, Lu Feng's character uses a trident at the end of, I believe it's two champions. That's his weapon of choice at the end. Okay. And then the trident becomes the star of Masked Avengers later on. Yeah, and, and Life Gamble's an excellent movie. I really like that film a lot. I really like that one too. Yeah. I love the the gambling sequence. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you the the whole the whole way, the whole setup there was was good and that's also another one i think there was a there was an important female character in that one too there um all the female characters were very strong in that one yeah that's one of the reasons why i like that one yeah i do i do remember uh you know that noticing that about that movie um the uh what was it the but yeah this this film though yeah this is definitely i think a movie if you if people like lo mang this is a movie to see because it's 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 uh you know he 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 really does do a good job in this one um, and i think this is the one that he's most known for pretty much yeah cuz i guess yeah I, I a lot of times if you see images of him it's it's in this outfit i think um and uh it's 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 kind of the, the what is it the um the I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, I think, I think, I think he's, uh, uh, he's very, he's very good in this movie. And he's also, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's, 
really effective as that kind of a villain because he's he's really got a pretty impressive physique. So yeah. I mean, you, you know, he, you you buy that that he's this guy that can just deflect sores with his arms and right. That, that he, he, he's so well built. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I, I often wonder too because like that's I, you do, in the especially in like the seventies and stuff. You don't usually see guys that are quite as big as him. Um, in terms of, you know, it doesn't seem like, uh, the, 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 the bodybuilding was quite as, I don't know, at the point that it maybe became in the eighties and the nineties and stuff. And so he really stands out as like a, um, you know, just like a, uh, a really big guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, yeah. his muscles were very well, well defined, um, in the seventies, that was really pretty rare. And um, there are only like a handful of people that I can think of off the top of my head as being their muscles being well built. And they were, you know, major stars like Chai Kwon Chun was one of them. And, you know, so they were very impressive. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's yeah, you, there's a, yeah, you don't really see that many people, um, at that time that can do that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what uh, what what other moments in the movie did you did like? What was your favorite fight sequence? I know this is going to sound weird, but my, I like the sequence with the um, seven hooks at the beginning with um, with, um short axe and long axe. I know it's going to sound weird. But I loved their friendly little competition that they had going, counting how many they had each killed, and then they ended up having to split the one yep. and kill him. No, that um, was funny. That, I thought that was funny. Um, that was hysterical. And they so. did that throughout the whole movie. They were kind of doing this yeah. whole, it was kind of like uh, from Lord of the Rings, the Legolas and Gimli thing. Like they're just yeah, kind of, you know, exactly. they're, they're competing with each other over over kills. And... I also like the beginning of that sequence where they're in the forest. He's like, you know, my dad told me the forest is pretty dangerous. And he's like, well, you know, it's our job to scout. So I guess we don't right. have any choice. Um, so we have to go. Yeah. Um, and then they get ambushed by the, by the hook guys. And it's, uh, um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was a cool scene. And, and also I thought I, I like, I like the dynamic they had, the dynamic with the two short axes and the long axe. Um, you don't, you don't, I mean, you do see axes in these movies, but they're not like the, you know, they're, they're not the most freak featured weapon. So, uh, so it's kind of cool to see them. And I always like when guys have like the, the twin axe, I think is a pretty cool, cool weapon to use. They did that in uh detective D as well with the, the guy that had the two axes. And, uh, I, I think it works visually on the screen, but, um, but yeah, I, I guess um, yeah, like I said, I liked the uh, I liked the the fight with uh, Silver Spear. I also liked the one in the inn. I thought that was a pretty cool scene where they you know they kind of slowly discovered that the people in the inn might be the bad guys, and I liked the way that they revealed um, Brasshead's uh, presence when he smashed the uh, the jug of wine with his head, and he's like, "Oh, you got a hard head," and he whips off the. Um, off the the cap that he has covering it right and it's just um you knew that haito had to be somehow in in the know or in the mix because he knew who the characters were in the in exactly by well if this is a brass head then the other person is probably silver spear or iron robe 
or um, Golden Arm, but because he was dressed in the old man costume and didn't have an iron robe, it couldn't have been iron robe, and probably not Golden Arm, because he wouldn't hide in disguise, because he's number one. So, okay, I'm going to deduce that it's Silver Spear and Brass Head here. Yeah, no, and and it was it was a cool exchange because he's like you know it's one of those scenes where he's like he's breaking it's kind of like the, um you know the people in the martial world know each they know each other uh, by reputation mm-hmm. and he's able to deduce which one is which I, I did like that um and uh, and also that scene where he stabs somebody behind a wall like the guy that does the sand palm thing and oh yes and uh, and there's just that spray of blood and. And, uh, but I, I, I really like the, the you know, I, I like that he's done, there are a bunch of movies, you know, with this kind of thing, but I always like those palm prints on the, uh, you know, when the guy gets hit and there's this big print on them and you know, they're in trouble. Right. Um, it's, and it was double-sided too. So it was like really <laughs> yeah it went one side where it was actually hit, but, and it showed through on the front side, which really means that there was some internal damage done. If you can see it on both sides of his body. Yeah. Cause he hit him on the back, but you could see it on the, on the front side. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, yeah, that must've done some serious, uh, serious damage. Um, but again, you know, swordsman Lee didn't care. He was, uh, <laughs> he's a real man. So, um, but again, yeah, and he just really, his character really reminded me of Jimmy Wayne. You from, from like golden swallow that kind of a character is like just you know just has like a death wish and wants to just you know he basically wants to die in glory and uh and And did you notice that his character was the only one that was wearing white in the whole movie yeah no he did and that when jimmy wang you had white in the um golden swallow movie um yes and usually the um heroes will wear white which white is um a color of death in uh, Chinese culture, death and funerals. And so usually when a hero is wearing white, they're, you pretty much know that they're going to die usually at the end yeah. or somewhere in the movie. Yeah. Or they're like a grim reaper figure, but yeah, no, right. that's yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's funny too, because it's sort of like the opposite of here where, you know, white would mean like you're the, you know, just you're the good guy or something. Right. Like, you know? Um, but it has it has a deeper meaning in these movies, and uh, I also found his character his character's kind of like I said before not all that likable. Um, no, not at all. He's a jerk, in my opinion. He treats his woman bad, <laughs> and you know he just he thinks he's being righteous and helping the people, but all he wants is the glory of helping someone else and dying to help someone else so that his name goes out in the world and is famous. So he's really not really a righteous hero as in the sense that we usually see the righteous hero. No. And, and the, and the kid with the golden arm even comments on that. He says, you don't look like a hero. Like he's like, you know, right. you, and, and when he says that you almost think, Oh, he's the guy that's like, you know, that's like the traitor or something, but, right. um, but it's not, you know, well, I don't want to give away, but, but um, I, I, and I think uh, even, even when people like, I don't want to spoil it, but some, but, but somebody gets him out of some, some trouble at some point. And, and he, his response isn't, Oh, thank you. It's, Oh, now we have a score to settle, bub. And 
you know, we're going to have to fight now. Um, exactly. Which is a really weird reaction to have, like when somebody <laughs> somebody helps you out. Like, exactly. And then you couple that with the jealousy over the woman. It just sent um, uh, Swordsman Lee, like, totally over the edge. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, and he's definitely mean to her. He's definitely, you know, she just kind of wants to settle down with him. And, and he just wants to go and die on a hill somewhere in a battle. Mm-hmm. So... Which again, that's a very you know like a, you know like the golden swallow or even like the assassin, like that kind of a like you know I just gotta die because I'm a man and and uh, I you know I, I there's there's glory out there that I really need to to pursue, um, but yeah no is a but I still think he was an interesting character because of that like he's not a likable character but I think he's an right. important one in the movie, um, but as he got jealous over the seemingly budding relationship between Haito and um, Heroin Lang, there must have been some kind of feeling there for her, for him to become jealous. Because if you're totally not connected to someone or don't like them, you're not going to get jealous. So there must have been some kind of little spark or something still in him for her. So I think he was the most of the, most complex of the characters. Yeah, I would agree. I I think he definitely had feelings for her and he was just so um stoic about everything that it just didn't, you know, he didn't express it uh except right. through jealousy. Um but uh yeah, no, it's um the, what was it? There was another thing I wanted to mention about this movie. The um the fact that 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 all their men kind of like there's a whole thing where the men start getting spooked and 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 wanting to leave and i thought right. that was also kind of interesting because they're on this long mission to 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 uh you know to 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 bring the gold to the famine and usually the men don't get spooked they go on no matter what and they're they're righteous and they're like yeah. i'm going to die trying to get it there but then you know the Two in the inner, like, oh, we're not going to make it, so let's go ahead and steal some, some of the gold and run away. And then, then they're on the road again, and some of them are like, um, boss, we're kind of um, pretty sure we're all going to die, so yeah. we're just going to hightail it out of here right now. And and it wasn't such an unreasonable thing. Like, I kind of understood where they were coming from. Everybody's exactly. dying. There's all there's this terrible gang that that is, you know. clearly superior to them and you know they might as well just you know get out safely and get some money um but again i think that's why that town scene worked for me so much because that's where that kind of starts happening and there's a bunch of stuff that occurs in the town around that um and again i like the the costuming in this movie i quite like um uh you know i think in, in largely because in this movie it helps you distinguish the characters so well right um but but just the the coloration like the uh the the like yellow and gold combo uh that Lo Mang has I thought really works. Mm-hmm. Uh I like uh what is it Helen Poon I think played the um the heroine. I yes. I, I you know I like that 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 outfit I thought that was, was a pretty a beautiful color especially on her. I think her skin tone being so um so fair and porcelain like mm-hmm. that that blue really set her off and made her um beautiful yeah no she's she's very beautiful in this movie and that outfit it's it's like a very sort of uh, i don't know it's it's the kind of outfit that you you know uh 
like I'm thinking of movies like uh, 14 Amazons and stuff like that that just have right. these really Very cool. Flowy. Yeah, this one was was up there with those. It just really was striking. Um, and uh, and again, just the fact that I could distinguish all the characters really easily by their by their look was really right. cool. Right, and it color coded too. Golden Arm was in gold, and Silver Spear was in silver, and Brass Head was his color was kind of brassy and. Yeah, Iron um, Robe had the black robe with like the little plates, like there were armor plates on it. Like, and something. I thought they were cool. I loved his fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fan was. I I I agree. That was an awesome. I, I, that's why that that scene between him and Philip Kwok, where Philip Kwok has the the flag and he's got the fan, I thought was was spectacular, um, because of the weapon combo and and the you know they're both you know quite skilled, um, right. And also the way he died was, 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 yeah, that was kind of reminiscent of other movies. Yeah. Like, uh, the, uh, five elemental ninja movie where, um, uh, you know, there's something similar going on in there. Well, it's, it's, it's a very sensitive, you know, way to kill somebody. So, right. Um, sure way to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to think of what else about this movie. There's just, so, there's, there's a, there's, it's, it's a, it's it, it's one of these films where if I it probably if I if I wanted to recommend a Venom movie to people it might not be my first choice but right. it's definitely a great it's like a real if I wanted to say okay this is kind of what these movies in general are about I might I might recommend it like it's a really good overview of of the kinds of movies that Chang Chan makes right um, and uh and it's got a lot of the sort of tropes that you you know it's got the security company it's got it's got like all of the different types of heroes that you expect to see in these movies and mm -hmm. it's got like the brotherhood and it's it's it just has a lot going on in it um and uh and yeah so i don't know what did you have any additional thoughts on this one i think it's a great introduction also to the um to the venoms i I do believe if I were to recommend one film, I would recommend the five Venoms first and then probably see this one second. Um, but I think it was a, a good film overall. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the fighting. I enjoyed the plot twists and just the way that the characters interacted with each other, especially the buddy team of long acts and short acts. They were my favorite. Yeah. So, this is um, this is one for me that I think gets better the more I see it. Um, I know Steve, who couldn't make it here today, he, he was supposed to be with us in this one. He, he wanted me to mention he loved this movie. <laughs> he thought it was awesome. That was the, his exact wording. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a great sort of... There's the, I, it, all the characters kind of work. There's a great ensemble thing going on here. And these are characters, you, you see these actors together in other films, but something about the way it's done here, um, you re everybody, like a lot of times you'll have characters who are introduced just to die. And there are a couple of people like that in this film, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of them get more screen time. Like Silver Spear gets plenty of screen time. Uh, you know, even Copperhead is around long enough to to be recognizable and important and so you you kind of get a chance to sink your teeth into every character um, right you get a chance to know them very 
very well. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes in these movies, you'll have a guy who's got, it's like, he arrives, you can tell he's got a fully written backstory, and then he dies in the first spear stroke. But he's he's right. dressed like somebody that should stay around much longer. Right. And so in, in this one, they all kind of get a chance to do so. Um, but yeah, and I would I would agree. I think the I think the five venoms is 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 a is the first one to watch. Um, you know, it, it's uh, you know, we we should probably do that one at some point. Um, but but uh, you know, for all kinds of reasons. Um, but yeah, this is a this is definitely a um, uh, you know, it's a good Chang Chi movie. It's a good Venom mob movie, and uh, I I actually. Uh, I saw it even mentioned there was a I, I'm on a gaming site and there was and somebody had mentioned it as a um, uh, a great sort of you know gaming fodder movie. Uh, it just has a lot of you know things that you can really sort of draw on and use for uh, a wuxia style campaign or a kung fu style campaign. Um, yeah, so 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 all right, so I think we'll we'll end it there because I want to make we uh, we recorded a I recorded another episode of this not too long ago and I ended up having some technical difficulties. So I'm going to try to end it here to avoid that. So, uh, we will, we will be back on hopefully next week with another film. We're going to do the duel next, right? Is that our, uh, our next movie? That is our next movie. All right. So I'm going to wait. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do the duel and I, I think we'll have a lot to say on that one. And, um, and then we'll, we'll see what we're going to do from there. So, Uh, Until then, I will talk to you later.